Welcome back to another episode here on Coach's Corner. I am Polly Barr, the founder of Identity of One Coaching, and I specialize in helping men and women like yourself break free from your past and identify your true identity, which will uncover your gifts and talents that are on purpose for your life of freedom. As you dive into this podcast, grab a pen and pad, your favorite flavored coffee, or whatever you may be into this very moment, and get ready for tips and nuggets to help set you free. If there is anything on any one of these episodes that has brought value to your life, do me a huge favor, my friend, and drop me a review down below here on Apple Podcast. You can also follow me on Spotify and iHeartRadio, and we're also on Audible and Pandora and all of your favorite podcast apps. So with that being said, let's dive in. Good morning and welcome to another episode here on Coach's Corner. We are so excited because we are here in negative two degrees in Greeley, Colorado. And not only that, but I've got special guests this morning. We've got the Wilsons from the JTC and they are on the move. Yeah. So we're about to dive into this awesome, awesome conversation um, just about their life their organization, their ministry, everything that is involved in it. Um, I tell you what, this couple has been a blessing to Holly and I um, just within the last six years. And so we've done some ministry together. We've done some outreaches together. We've done some prison ministries together. And I'm getting tongue-tied of all the stuff that we've done together. And now here we are in Greeley, Colorado. Or are we in Glendale? Are we in Glendale? Okay, we're in Greeley. G-R-E-E-L-E-Y. Yes. And yeah. so without further ado, I am going to introduce uh, my man, E. Wilson, and his uh, awesome queen, Lady J. And so we're going to dive into this conversation of what JTC is, um, what they've done, where they're at, and where they are going. So just open us up, E, and let's dive into this conversation, man. How did this all man. begin? Man. Wow. JT, well, thanks for having us on Coach's Corner here, Greenlee, Colorado. Absolutely. I got it now. I feel like I'm from Colorado, zero <laughs> degrees. But um, uh, basically, uh, we moved to um, the Dallas-Fort Worth area in 2005. Um, I work at the airport, and uh, there was a lot of suicides taking place on my job between mm. 2006 and 2008, I believe it was. Uh, right. Every time we turned around, uh, somebody was um, taking their life. And so uh, for me, it got overwhelming uh, to continue to see the same scenario repeated out. So right. I, I said, you know, I'm tired of seeing this. I got to do something about it. So what I begin to do is just gather men that was working with me and still work with me to this day at my job mm-hmm. uh, that we get to sit down and have a conversation. Right. So if you know, for people who don't know, JTC stands for join, join the conversation. Join the conversation. So it was um, to get um, guys just to be able to share in a safe environment um, well, we did it at Starbucks. We did it at the Golden Corral restaurant. And then uh, the last place was McDonald's play area. <laughs> Somebody would wow. laugh. Why McDonald's play area? Well, it was free office space. <laughs> the play area, no kids were in there on Tuesday morning. So we had this big, huge room where we can just share. I'm sure that as customers went in there and they was like, what are all these men doing in the play area and there's no kids in there but why are the men in all them bubbles (laughs) yeah 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 you know you know it it was amazing but the effectiveness of the lives that was changed uh was remarkable and 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 a few of the guys had attest to the fact that 
uh, if it was not for those meetings, uh, mm. they would they too were on the verge of doing something uh, dangerous, whether to themselves or to their family. So that then moved us on into doing weekly conversations with men, you know, right. twice a week uh, that moved into doing workshops, you know, and, and the whole goal, like I said, was to get guys to open up, to be in a safe environment. And when men start to talk, just like women, people, you find out there's a lot of similarities in our lives and what we right. go through. So it was giving them an alternative to doing something destructive and 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 placing that energy into something positive. And then when we went to the next level, my thing was, well, if we can get them involved in the community doing something positive, that would take their mind off of what they were focusing on, because whatever you focus on the most becomes the biggest in your life. And so that was the goal and the aim for that. And so we started getting involved in the community. Now, grant you, uh, the we didn't come up with a name till later because right. we were just trying to meet needs. Gotcha. It, it wasn't, wasn't worried about the name. It was, I mean, that was the furthest from our mind. But as the momentum began, we realized that, wow, I mean, it's like we I woke up like, man, we're we're doing like ministry for real. We, we I guess we gotta call this something. We need some structure. So that was came the structure wow. and okay, let's figure out a name. I'm not into that. I, I'm more into meeting the needs of people, but right in order for it to sustain itself. So we, we came up with the name JTC, join the conversation, JTC exchange, you know, mm -hmm. conversation going both ways. And right. that's how JTC started. And a lot of people, I have a lot of people that um believe in JTC and support JTC from my job uh at American Airlines. Lines, uh, because that's really where JTC started. It started in the workplace, meeting needs of coworkers. Wow. And there's a lot of people who have my job that don't even know. Um, they just know JTC is on the move, but they don't know that it originated um, at the job place. Yeah, wow, job place. wow, that is so awesome. This yeah. this just brings to mind that that ministry doesn't just start in a church building. <laughs> ministry starts at home. Yeah. You know, obviously y'all were all were solid, uh, married, and and rocking. But ministry doesn't necessarily have to be in a church yeah. building. Yeah. Our yeah. our jobs are to get outside of the outside. building. And I love the whole concept of just join the conversation. So with that being said, join the conversation today and put some comments in the chat yeah. stream. Share yeah. this out because it's all about the conversation. Mm -hmm. Me and E could sit up for hours just talking. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so uh, with that being said, Lady J, the queen of JTC. Yeah. Where were you at in all of this? How did you see it transpire? Obviously, just because of the solidness that I know of you, you were there to support your husband. But then you also got grafted in like, you know what this how where were you at at, at those moments saying we got to take this thing to the next level? Yes. Well, after seeing the need, um, the strong need out there for the man, I'm thinking, well, <clears throat> excuse me, these men. You know, they have all these, you know, issues and all these uh, thoughts and problems going on. But where are they stemming from? Who's involved? And most of these men were married. Mm -hmm. It's like, OK, well, they're not in the relationship by themselves. Right. There's another half. Right. Which is the woman. Gotcha. And so and there goes the family, the children. And so I said, OK, um, we need to not just focus on the men, mm -hmm. but we need to, you know, reel these women and children inside and into the game right and because you have to focus on the whole family you know you it's good it's awesome that you know uh 
it, my husband was inspired to work with these men. So it's like, how can I assist? Well, let's talk to the women. Mm -hmm. Let's see what can they do as to help me to the man? Mm. You know, what can they do to try to, to smooth this relationship out? What things are they doing? Because it takes two to tangle. Right. You right. know, it takes two to tangle. And so I, I, I came up with um, something called the ladies room. Wow. You, know, you just come in, you know, you have the, uh, when you go into the bathroom and restaurants or whatever, or, or nice hotels, there's a sitting area. It's the ladies' room. Right, you know, right. You can relax. Yeah. And so that's the kind of environment that I provided for the ladies. Um, relax, relate, release. Mm. You know. Wow. So relax, just, relate, release. Yeah. <laughs> so we would just come into the ladies' room and just and just vet. You know. Right. And a lot of times, um, you get in a, a small setting, um, where you're comfortable. Uh, the ladies were more able to just share and express and. And um, a lot of times it was with the husbands of which my um, my husband was working with. So right. we were doing a pow pow, you know, right. talking to the women. He's talking to the men. We're mm -hmm. trying to build this family back mm -hmm. together. And then it streamed down to the to the kids. And I uh, came up with um, something for the young ladies called Girls on Fire. Wow. wow. A, lot, a lot of times, you know, girls are going, you know, as teenage young women you know girls turning into women there are so many so many needs that need to be met and you're just not going to get it from your your parents it's you know they don't the last person that a young lady wants to talk to <laughs> a lot of parents. times is their parents <laughs> right you know so just creating we just, ain't telling mom that <laughs> <laughs> i know i know i have two teenagers right. one is a girl you know very quiet that does not mean that she does not have anything to say mm -hmm. she just may not want to say it to me right and right. so i created a platform where young ladies could come out they come together and hang out with each other and i brought a phenomenal um the young ladies in to speak with them, mm. you know, uh, to mentor them mm -hmm. and to let these ladies be able to share. And we just had a, you know, good on time. It was called Girls on Fire, mm -hmm. you know, because at that time, at that age, girls have a lot of energy and they're ready to burst. It's <laughs> right. like, okay, we're going to give you somewhere that you can express yourself so that we can calm you down. Right. And, you know, and bring out the best of you. Mm -hmm. Right. And so mm -hmm. that's how, you know, it came up with that. So mm -hmm. we did the ladies room and Girls on Fire to coincide with you know, the men's ministry and boom shocker. Here you are, man. That is so awesome. What I love is those three R's because back when set free started about a year after mm -hmm. I created curriculum that was recognized, release, revive. Mm -hmm. And so when you said the release part, I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> this is why we're so familiar yeah, with each other wow. because it's about creating that space of recognize where you're, where you're at, mm -hmm. release, whatever, anguish you have, whatever, bitterness, anger, whatever, all of that stuff is, and then revive. Yeah. And so what I did was I took the 12 step program and broke it down into three sections mm -hmm. to where now it was people friendly mm -hmm. versus, well, that's just for addicted people. Yeah. No, oh, we all nice. need yes. recovery yes. in some way, yes. shape or form. Yes. Right. Yeah. The other part that I love, love, love is that you weren't like, well, she don't want to talk to me. Well, then you know what? You're just going to have to talk to me. Mm -hmm. No, you created the space because you understand that other daughters are coming to you because they can't speak to mom. Absolutely. So what makes that any different? Mm -hmm. You're creating that space to say, okay, I need one of y'all to come and speak to all the girls. Yes. And even if there's that one-on-one, -on -one, there's no, well, that's my daughter. And why are you, there's none of that. You're saying, how can I help not only the community, 
but my home. And that's what I love about <laughs> yeah. y'all is because your ministry, your ministry starts at yeah. home because yes. I know those kids first and foremost, <laughs> I've seen them do the outreaches. I've seen their heart. I've just, they're just, they're just yeah. awesome kids. Yeah. And it yeah. falls upon the parents. Yeah. It, yeah. it it falls about uh, upon the parenting. And so mm -hmm. I'm just blessed to be able to hear this, even though I've heard it before mm -hmm. and just, you know, mm -hmm. passing conversation and eating and all that. But mm -hmm. man, for the people to hear this story, there's parents out there that want to take care of everything on their own. Yeah. And we're here to tell you today that that is not totally possible <laughs> because your kids don't want to relate with you because either they're afraid or they don't know if, if I say something, it's going to yeah. offend mom or dad or yeah. uncle or aunt, whatever. And this is yeah. where the JTC comes in and join the conversation is that huge umbrella which started for the men, yeah, but then it came out. into the women yeah. and then it came into the kids and then the yeah. mentoring and man, there's just, yeah. there's a list. There's like a Isaiah <laughs> scroll that's, that's got uh, JTC written all over it. So Eric, before you jump there to that next one, I just wanted to add in just for the people to understand when you was talking about the family, that was the only reason I came to Texas because of my, um, employment lifestyle of commuting to work five and a half hours. The only reason, the main reason I came to Texas was so I could get off the highway so I could be there for my kids. So mm. I didn't have this vision of, you know, going to Texas and starting a ministry. If I could use Jesus, all I did was respond to needs. Mm. I didn't, I said, I didn't come here for this. I didn't come forward to what is a JTC. If you'd ask me that, yes, I didn't come. I came so I could be there for my wife and my kids and I wouldn't be so far away. So when they start school, wow. I could be at the recitals, I could be at the basketball games, the football games or whatever they had going on. That was the motivating factor right there. But then God of course had other plans. Mm -hmm. And I believe looking back now, he used my family <laughs> to get me to a place of what he wanted me to do. Right. So, you know, so I, I just I just want to throw that in there. Like, listen, I'm not tripping. You know, J I thank God for creating JTC. But that's not why I came here. I came mm -hmm. here for my family. And, and I believe that ministry starts at home and then it should spill out and touch the world. It shouldn't be the other way around. Right. I shouldn't be reaching the world while my family is going down. So I just wanted to throw that in there. You know, that, that was, a, you know, as I look back now, that was a key point. I, I didn't come to do this. JTC mm -hmm. is on the move. I didn't come for this. It was for the family and then wanting other families to have that wholeness or we can learn from them so that we can become better. Absolutely. Yeah. God re re replanted <laughs> you like he did a huge yeah. transplant, not even knowing what what the ministry was going to be, what the movement was going to be. <laughs> none of that. And when he planted you, then he allowed you to see something. So that reminds me of Moses, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. it wasn't unordinary for a bush to burn in the desert. Mm -hmm. It's the mm -hmm. desert. It's hot. It's it's hot here in Colorado. We know that Whew. when it's hot, you got your forest fires. Stuff just happens. It sparks. It's, it's gone. But what, what moved God is that Moses turned to see why isn't this bush burning? Mm -hmm. yeah. And so even though you saw all kinds of stuff around you before, right? When you get here, it was that divine moment where you're walking through that place going, why isn't this bush burning? There's something yeah. going on here. There's yeah. so, why did God plant me here besides my family? Yeah. And then your eyes are open to see. And that's when God said, I have that plan <laughs> and I've got that purpose for you. So that for me is just a boom shaka. Awesome, awesome testimony. And so, so all this right here, man, like 
I came down yesterday because they're staying here for about five or six days. <laughs> and I'm like, woo, this boy's hands all cramped because he's writing these letters. Mm-hmm. But man, mm-hmm. talk about what's going on right here. And this is why we <laughs> kept this set up, because I want people to understand Ooh. that when you're in action yeah. is when yeah. God will continue to bless. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, uh, thanks to you, you know, <laughs> I've, I've always wanted to go into the prisons. I don't know why. But I always had this urge to go into the prisons. And um, uh, that's when me and you connected. <clears throat> and you mm-hmm. was like, no. And we started sharing ideas, you know, of what JTC was doing, what Set Free was doing. And I know one of the things that we were doing at the time was mentoring. Mm-hmm. And you was like, hey, let me jump on board. And as we kept talking and you mentioned prison, I was like prison. And so I wound up going with you. And that was a life changing experience uh the wing unit in huntsville texas Mm -hmm. december 12th 2015 wow um that was a life-changing experience to go in there on so many levels to go in there and just see that you know prison is more than what is projected on tv you know there's a lot of good people in there there's a lot of innocent people in there um uh there's a lot of love in there you know i was just i was just blown away It, it just it just got rid of all of the stuff that I've heard over the years and to interact and to encourage the guys. And like I did my video yesterday, the appreciation that they showed. For, listen, um, we're, thanks for being here. Thanks for being here. Thank, and I'm just like, it's like, it's like, you don't have to say that. I'm like, and I'm like, wow. And, and so to see the impact when we left there, <clears throat> I was just, I was just, I was, I was sold. I was on fire. And so God then began to open up doors as we did that um going from cell to cell break room to break room then god began to open up doors for me to go speak at the prisons and so when i begin to do that again and this is in months after the time that we went to the unwing unit um I, i was just blown away man that these guys really wanted to hear what i had to say you know, they was really taking it in. It's like cooking like you did for us this weekend. You cooking food. I know it does you no better good than to see us tear the food up. You yeah. know, I mean, what what's the thrill of cooking if the people who are cooking the for don't want to eat? That's the you pleasure. Know? So to to be pouring out to these guys and then be receiving it was just um, humbling. The honor that they showed me. Uh, I, I, I'm just I, I said I got. I got way more over the years of JTC. I've gotten way more honor in the prison. Come on. Than I've gotten out of here. Hands down. Wow. Appreciation, respect. And so I said in one of the services, I don't know what came down to how we get into this. I said, listen, if you write me, I'll write you back. I still to this day don't know what I was thinking. I don't know what prompted me to say that. I just know I said it in a service and letters begin to come in and call me. I call you back. So I responded and more letters came in mm. and I responded and more letters. And that took this to a whole nother level because they taught me how valuable the letters was. I was just keeping my word and just responding to what I had said. I'll call you back. I'll write you back. Mm. And, um, I found myself, that's when I learned about pen pals and, you know, guys from prison and women, you know, have pen pals on the outside that they write and all that stuff and ministries write them. But they begin to teach me that this is different. <clears throat> One of the things they said, because my handwriting is horrible. They said, you wrote it. You wrote the letter. I'm like, 
well, duh, I know I wrote it. I'm I wrote it. And and but they begin to share that usually is typed. It's like you took the time to write us back. So not only did you keep your word, you wrote us back. So now it went from just encouraging them to us now having a conversation through these letters. Mm -hmm. The guys in prison know way more about me than people out here in the world. Come on, bro. I was, <laughs> wow. The environment that I created for JTC out here where men could feel safe is the environment God used them to create for me so I could feel safe. Ooh. They know more about my personal life. They, and I know when you go in prison, don't say this, don't say this. Listen, um, I'm not saying to say that to anybody, but this group of guys, I'm telling you, they to this day, they know more about me than people on the outside. My struggles, my failures, what I'm trying to do, they help keep me accountable. So it's become a conversation. So now when I get a letter, I have no clue what's going to be said. You know, sometimes I've been corrected. Yo, man, yeah. you need to do this. And are you doing that? And then uh, the other times, I, you know, I'm being uplifted. You know what I'm saying? Well, my head is about to swell. So it's all this, you know, about the family. So when they shared how vital the letters are in prison, it's like that's the top commodity in there. Getting a letter from the outside, it just blew my mind on the impact that has been taking place. So even to this day, it's been five years now since 2015. Right. We're well out about a thousand letters that I responded to. And, and somebody will say, well, I don't write. I, and I, I, I can agree. I don't write either. But when you see a need, mm -hmm. you're and, and God is prompting you, you want to fulfill the need. And so I'm doing something that is probably one of the worst things I do is writing and I'm writing and I'm looking at the letters and, and, and the penmanship is horrible. It's just horrible. But to them, meeting it's them. gold. They're meeting and them. so to hear it changing lives. Uh, and that's why I do these trips a lot of times. So I can get in an area and we thank you for, you know, the hospitality that I can get into an area and I can focus in because they can tell um, uh, the intent, of the letter they mm. can tell it's just not thrown together the there's heart. a lot of thought and detail into responding to each and every as i call them kings come on they're living behind prison walls and so they hear the, the gratitude and the thanksgiving that they have um mm. for the impact um and then we went i just want to jump and then we went a step further to you know um following up with them when they get out right so let me let me put a pin in there because there's there may be somebody out there that is that is um, doesn't have the perspective that you have, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because let's face it, there's stigmas on everything. Mm -hmm. Well, you're in there because you need to pay for this. You're in there because <laughs> you need to learn your ways. You're in there because you just da, 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 da. speak on how your whole perspective changed when you walked into that that prison and and the whole perspective of from prisoners, inmates mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to the whole realization of kings. Let's talk yeah. about that for yeah. as long as we need to, because my whole thing is breaking stigmas. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if y'all could tell yeah. by now, yeah. but I go against the grain, <laughs> right? Free. Let's have a conversation <clears throat> because we have to get to the place as a people mm -hmm. that you talk about it a lot. Mm -hmm. Grace, mm -hmm. grace, mm -hmm. grace. Yeah. And when we have the grace on a person to understand, okay, why mm -hmm. are you in, in here instead of, why are you in here? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. When you change yeah. 
the heart of a question, Ooh, yeah. you change wow. a person's life. Yeah. Why are you in here? Or, yeah. hey, bro, yeah. why are you in here, man? Yeah. Yeah. Talk to me about yeah. it. Man, listen. Come on. The, listen, there's not a listener or anybody watching out there right now on Coach's Corner can look back over your life and honestly look in the mirror and say you have never done nothing wrong. Come on. That's where the grace is at. Even stuff that we don't even know that's wrong, you know, by a law standpoint, we have no clue a lot of times. A lot of us ain't went to law school and figured out all these laws. So that's the first step. When I look at them, I look at my own life and saying, wow, that could have been me. Because here's truth. For me, I should be in prison. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It wasn't any smarts of my own. Yeah. Even before yeah. I knew God, he had <laughs> grace upon me to keep Even me because when yeah. you and I have had those conversations yeah. of someone telling you there's there's people that God keep. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's God. There's people that God uses yeah. through their yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I he should be me. in prison. Yeah. I just never got caught. Yeah. So keep going, yeah. man. Sorry, yeah. man. <laughs> no, that, that's the reality. When you, truth. That should be enough right there for somebody who's looking to say, you know what? Hold up. I could have been in there. Come That's on, the bro. icebreaker. And then to hear of the guys who were innocent. Because like I said, I have a yeah. relationship with these guys and they open up and I'm saying, what? How could, because you hear about the system and, and the courts and the judges and you, I've heard about that stuff over the years, right. but to actually be sitting down talking with a guy who's doing 10 years for a crime he didn't commit, I'm saying, Wow. And you hear all this new DNA evidence coming out and certain guys are getting out after 40 years, yes. or 50 years or 30 yes. years. And I'm saying, man, what? So it really changed it to say, these are just people in here. Mm -hmm. It's just people. Like you said, some people got caught. Some people didn't get caught. Why all of that? Hey, that's unexplainable. But God's grace and mercy. So it really allowed me did not even realizing it because they would tell me. When I talk to them, I'm not talking down to them. Come on, bro. I I never came in there like, you know, y'all are in prison. I'm in the free world because truth be told, prison is anywhere. Yes. Like, break yes. this but stick in prison of the mind, prison of the thoughts, prison on how we act. That's where racism, people don't know that people that are racist, they're in prison yeah. to how yes. they think. So. It, it, it expanded the bars, if you want to say, and I, I just call it another community. It's like a gated community. We got nice neighborhoods in Texas um, where there's gated communities. That's just a gated community. It's just a different type of gated community with um, people that have had um, a, a, a different path in life. But there's somebody's father in there. Yes. Right. There's somebody's yes. grandfather in there. Yes. Somebody's brother, um, somebody's uncle. Somebody's cousin, somebody's son, somebody's friend. And when you look at it like that, to know that anybody who's in prison, their family is doing time too. Ooh. So now I realize that, Ooh, oh man, good. this is bigger than who I'm talking to because these guys are going to go now and depending on how I minister to them will determine what kind of conversation they have with their wife or their children when they get on the phone. And that's one of the things I really tried to share with them to focus, to help them to understand that, listen, you might be behind these bars, but you still can be effective to your family. Come on. If a guy in prison can run can run a drug operation out here in the street, you mean to tell me a guy <laughs> from prison can't run his family? Say it, bro. He doesn't say it. He needs to be present 
But if he can't be physically present, he can be present in another manner. So it was giving guys hope to still be engaged and to understand that, man, you still are somebody. You know, God still loves you. He's still going to use you. Um, I, I, you know, I would love to set all y'all free today, but that's not how it works. <laughs> but I can set you free in your mind. And that was one of the things they were shared that from the interaction and, and the way, like you asked me, you know, seeing them differently when I was in there. A good majority of the guys that would say for the two to three hours or whatever, how long the service was, they felt like they wasn't in prison for that time. Wow. They wasn't in. Wow. Prison. They said they felt like they was gone. From mm. the presentation, from breaking the stigma of doing church a certain way and, and showing videos and, and being more interactive and not being real religious and, and trying to cram the word down them, finding out later that they know way more word than me. Come on. So they really should have been up there teaching me and I should have been in the, in, in the chair sitting there listening. So all of that dynamic, man, just changed my perspective and then seeing them get out and then following up with them and then seeing how pretty much. 99% of them are just doing incredible now because they have a different foundation. They, they learned the lesson and, and a lot of them, you won't even know that they've been in prison. And that was our thing that when they come home, cause people are like, well, out of sight, out of mind. No, the kid that's in class with your kid, if their parent is in prison, your kid is being affected by that kid's behavior because that kid is going yes. through something. Because So we, we thought they were out of sight, out of mind, but they've been here the whole time. And my thing was, if we can get to encourage them to make impact and be a light while they're in there, that when they come out here, they'll be a great asset to society. Man, that is so good. So, Lady J, how do you feel in all that? I'm just all of this right here. When he first went to the prison to now. Right. <laughs> As a wife, because I know my wife was like, you going where you going? What you mean? What? How? Huh? Talk about that for a few minutes where you were there and now where you're at now with all of this going on. Yes. Uh, the first time he said he was going into the prison. Can you pull the mic up? Just oh, I'm sorry. Yes. The first time my husband said that he was going into the prison, I was like, OK, um, black man on the outside with a Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a black and Mexican and then yeah. Yes. So going into the prison, I'm like, okay, that's interesting. That my whole thing was like, well, what if he gets jumped when he's in there? You know, uh he told me, Bay, I'm going in. Um I won't have any access to my cell phone. So you can't reach me. I'm like, I'm just in the dark. Yeah. My husband is gone yeah. and he's not gone for like, you know, two or three hours. <laughs> no. He's yeah. gone all day. So it's like, I kissed him and I'm not knowing if, if that's the last time I'm going to kiss my husband because of where he's going. Right. And so the fear, you know, instantly, you know, I'm, I'm human. It just comes. It's like, he's going into the prison and he may not come out. Come on. He may not come out. Anything could go down, you know. Uh, so that, those were my first thoughts. And I couldn't wait when that phone rang, you know, <laughs> nine o'clock at night. I'm like, praise Jesus. Yes. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> you know, um, he, he made it out. He made yes. it out. Yes. And then the stories that he would tell me, they, you know, everybody was gone and I'm still in there. I'm yeah. thinking, they left you? I'll speak on that in, here in a bit. You know, and I'm like, 
dude, I know my husband, you know, he has the gift of gab. He loves to hug. You know, I'm like, but somebody's going to take advantage of you. They're going to see right through you. What I do know is people in prison are smart. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I, I was like, them like, look at this dude out here. We got this one, you yeah. know. So my mind was just all over the place. But anyway, that's how it was at the beginning. But let me tell you, when he would come home and I would see a, a changed man in my husband, he went in one way and he came out and it's like, oh, my goodness, what is going on? Mm. I saw these and my husband was going in there to. Um, so a C, so to speak, to change their lives. Well, my yeah. husband was coming out a changed man. They were changing his life. Come on. That's so they awesome. was changing his life, man. And um, I just and the more and more he, you know, went in and was ministering to these guys, you know, and I saw him writing the letters, and I just saw a whole a whole transformation of of thought process in my own mind mm. about how I now felt about people behind bars in prisons and now he's he's coming down and he's calling them kings and the more he talked about it um i had no choice but to adapt it Mm. and to and i'm actually listening to him and i'm seeing that the impact that this is making on his life which is um um dribbling into how our life is being affected and you know it's all good. It's all good and so now i i celebrate he's going to the prison Uh, let me pray over you throw that fear right out the door excitement yeah, yeah i'm excited for you let's pray babe go in there let god use you i'm excited to hear what's you know um when you come out i'm excited to hear the stories and now i'm not um at home like pacing the floor or like looking at the clock or the you know i'm just moving on with life come because on. i know my the lord has my husband amen you know it's like i can't he's there doing ministry he's doing the work yeah what what we are supposed to be doing come on you know we're not supposed to be out here um ministering to people who we can see touch here you know we're supposed to go into places where it's not as the word is not as accessible come on we're supposed to take the word here Mm -hmm. and there through all nations teaching you know that's not just in our home we have to come out of our comfort zone and that's what my husband has done and i i sell you know i i applaud him i'm so proud of him and um i just and and now and i'm actually meeting these guys when they come out they're family yeah they're embracing me like I'm a long lost sister of theirs. Yeah. You know, I never even met them. I never even <laughs> met them. And it's just wonderful. Phenomenal young men, you know, wow. and you could just see the heart of them. A lot of them. And it's like, wow, why were you there? You know, and you know, God forbid, it could have been me. It could have been my husband. Mm-hmm. It could be my son. Right. Right. So take those, those, those eyes of judgment, just mm-hmm. throw it up in the trash amen you know it helped me to see things more clearly helped me to be more open and i like i said not be so judgmental and um yes now it's just a beautiful thing absolutely i love everything that you're saying one of the things that really stood out to me was they were able to see through people and they literally saw through him because he's so transparent yes because he is that guy that he walked in and i believe the reason why they embraced him was uh he's the real deal so as we were talking yesterday, they're reading your mail because when you get locked up physically, they want paperwork on you. Mm-hmm. And so somebody who's coming in who doesn't have paperwork, this just hit me. That's the paperwork mm-hmm. right there. When they see that paperwork, mm-hmm. they see who you are. You follow what I'm saying? They have the paperwork of, of JTC. And so 
the powerful part about that is the very first day that 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 he went with us to the prison and, and we had already been familiar with it we were me and kenny were just rocking and a bunch of other guys man I, i'm gonna be honest that was the first time i had ever seen e a whole lot of quiet and i was like <laughs> you good bro he's like yeah i'm good i'm just you know i'm just i'm just soaking it in i'm like all right cool man i tell you what the first hour because it is intimidating going in because you have this checklist forget about home <laughs> if something goes off you're spending a night yeah you can be convicted yeah. blah 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 Woo! if you're if you're defending yourself and and a a co sees you doing something in a certain yeah. way he's just going to see what you did yeah. he's not going to worry about the reason behind <laughs> it and so all of this stuff is going on and even though me and kenny had already been groomed it's still in the back of our minds going I may not come home tonight. You know what I'm saying? I may be sitting in a three hots and a cot tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And so in that, within the first hour of us actually going in, because you know, man, it, you know, we meet, we pray, we have service, and then everyone goes to eat breakfast. And then it takes an hour and a half to two hours just to get, get into in. processing. And then once once you're in, then it's like, okay, now, now there's another so set of rules. There's this and that. But man, within the first hour that I seen E in there, because you know he my boy, so I'm I'm kind of looking with all the newbies, like, all right, how are they interacting? I was like, E, he's like, yo, I was like, it's time to go, bro. He's like, give me. I was like, we got, we gotta go. And so just the engagement, and I'm talking, this was a place that was oppressed. It was hard. It was cold. It was just, it was, it was prison. And I and I'm sitting there watching. And that's what brought me joy was like, look at this dude go, man. Mm -hmm. Like he is, I, I was like, he sold out. He's, he, it's a wrap. And mm -hmm. I remember us leaving. We took the picture and I was going to say, we were <laughs> supposed to throw the picture away. Right? <laughs> picture. Um, <laughs> we're over there taking pictures. They're like, he's supposed to be taking pictures. Delete it. And I'm like, well, thank God I got an Apple phone because it still <laughs> saves my deleted pictures. Anyhow. So we're leaving. And I remember the phone call that you had with Lady J. You're mm -hmm. like, Hey, babe. And she and I could just hear her going, oh, OK, you're fine. And he is just talking about, wow, it was just awesome. It was this. It was I mean, we were just all on fire. And so, man, I, I just wanted to throw that in because I know this this couple personally and they are the real deal. And so we're going to keep going with this conversation, but follow the JTC. Support them because they are out there doing the things that a lot of people won't do can't do and aren't called to do yeah. right there's yeah. there's a certain calling to do what that is so speaking of calling let's talk about that conversation that we had yesterday about the call that when you're reading these letters i have been able this is where i've been blessed and this just hit me about five minutes ago number one when you're talking about your husband and how god is radically changing him by we think we're going in to change someone else or we're being changed <laughs> i see the emotional side because it's like my husband and I saw the eyes getting welled up, but I see my man in here. He was in here from eight o'clock in the morning. We had to pull him again. We had to peel him away from the letters. We're like, Hey, we want to go hang out. But within that time, I was able to walk into this family room, which is a studio now, um, walk into this family room and see the emotion, see God working in him the music plan and he's in an emotional state, real deal ministry guys, real deal ministry. And so, 
you know, let's just continue this conversation wherever you want to go with this conversation. You want to yeah. talk about the emotional side, whatever. Um, let, let's just continue yeah, this, it's, this. It's it's a lot, man. It's listen, ministry is um meeting the needs of people, this period. And if you're engaged in it, it takes a lot out of you. And um, for me, because I'm a goer, you know, I, I'm on the move, but this is this is another thing that slows me down where I have to stop and read and focus in. And just hearing, like, especially yesterday, man, they was, I mean, I was surprised my head still fits in my hat, man. They was just blowing <laughs> me up, man, on the impact um, of the letters. And, and when I'm looking at it from their standpoint, I'm saying, wow. I said, um, you know, uh, it's been five years. So this is bigger than just responding. Mm -hmm. This has been a full-blown relationship with multiple men. And the fact that they 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 swap my letters. Wow. They and, and I asked the guy, hold up, y'all, you had his letter. I wrote him, and he had your letter that I wrote you. And I'm like, well, what are you getting out of reading his letter? That don't even make sense to me. What are you getting out? He's like a double dose of encouragement. And I'm wow. saying, and I'm saying, man, this is heavy duty stuff and i said like you said an x-ray machine um uh um if i was faking it i they were swapping letters <laughs> they'd have been yeah. like hold up bro he's saying the same exact thing in this letter da, da, da. and i'm saying i was like that's the proof i was like whoa i'm glad i wasn't faking because they they <laughs> i had no clue and so um uh that's why it's just it's a it's an emotional roller coaster. That's why a lot of times I'll go away and do it because I really want to be engaged. You know, I don't want them to get a letter. You know, the thing I ask the Lord is, you know, Lord, okay, as I get ready, as pen gets ready to meet paper, allow them to feel your love, your joy, come on, your bro. peace, come on, your grace, your mercy, blah, 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 whatever. That's the main part of you know what I say before each letter. Whatever, whoever the guy is, I call his name. And then because I want them to see God. And that's what these guys was blowing me up with yesterday. You know, it was like, yo, man, we see. I look in the mirror. I see E. Wilson. When they look in the mirror, man, we see God. Because they kept saying, you know, you the real deal. And I kept hearing. That. I'm like, I know I'm the real deal. I mean, why, what's the, why y'all keep saying that? <laughs> right. Because they were doing their interviewing process. You know, they were scanning like background check. Okay. Yeah. And I'm saying the more I learned from them, the more it showed me about myself and my genuineness mm. to want to see you win. I'm not perfect. I sure don't know it all, but it goes to show that if you step out by faith, God will use you in ways that you would never imagine that he would use you. That's what we were talking about yesterday. It's the faith. And so to go in there to do this and then let's flip it on this side. Y'all just mentioned it to take my son in there. That was, I was just thinking about right that. before yeah. COVID hit February 29th, 2020, right before everything went down the tubes. You know, he, I wanted him to go to see, of course, but I want him to meet these folks Right. that I wanted him to get a different stigma from what he hears Come on. by going in there. Yeah. And so he went in, man, and, uh, you know, he was just observing. And uh, 
you know, I did, I, and, and, I, and again, I had no clue of the magnitude. My thing was, I want him to see me. I want him to be proud of me. I want him to meet these brothers and see that what you see on TV might not necessarily be what's really going on behind these walls. Come on. And just to see what's going on. And so one of the guys, because we know 85, probably 90 percent of men in prison didn't have a relationship with their father. Well, in the second service, one of the guys, as I pass the microphone around, because I'm always interested in what they have to say. This guy says, you know, man, listen, King E. We this one, and, and by the way, I never called myself King E. I was calling them kings, and then they started calling me that. And I was like, okay, I guess that makes sense. So that's how I come up with King E. King E, listen, man, we did, and the guy was all the way in the back, and the place is full. I just want to thank you, man, for bringing your son. Mm. And he went on and on and on. And I was getting ready to respond, but my son was standing in the middle of the chapel at the back with his armful, just watching everything. And I said, you know what, um, <laughs> Eric, since you standing right there, come on up. And when he came up, brother, and I gave him the microphone, and and I and you're me, and I'm him. This was about the distance, and he's standing there with the microphone, and these guys begin to ask him questions. The answers was blowing me away because he was doing good. And then one of the guys said, um, what is God doing in your life? And I said, uh-oh, Woo! uh-oh. Here we and go. Here's brother, where truth is. Brother, the word that came out of his mouth and the scriptures that came out of his mouth wow. to relate to his experience in life and in high school and all of that, Listen, we all was balling. He was crying. I, the brothers, I mean, you know, man, this is some on. big man. It shifted the whole atmosphere. And I, it was like I was sitting there looking at myself like, wow. Because we don't know a lot of times, you know, we think our kids ain't listening. You know, we're hard on them about certain things. But if you put it in them, it's got to come out. And I got to see a glimpse of what God has in store for him and how he mastered the crowd. I mean, it was packed in there and he's just there flowing. And then after that, um, you know, like, you know, I hugged the guys and all that stuff. And, and I saw, I just happened to look up like you was doing for me. And I'm looking over, I see him all the way in the corner over there with four guys around him and they're just pouring into him and all this stuff. And I'm saying, wow, look at what I didn't want to say, look at what the church is missing. Come on. For those Come who on. have that stigma. Yes. That's what I'm talking about. Right. Or people in general, I said, I'm like, I, I, the only thing I, I feel bad about is that we weren't on a level to have cameras in there. Mm. That stuff needed to be documented. But I, I still got it in my eyes. And so to see this atmosphere and how it changed my son, I'm saying, man, I've gotten so much out of the prison than I've ever gotten out here in the free world. And that's why I can talk about them the way I do, because I know them. And then we'll shift over to meeting families. Right. You know, Mama right. Sue, God bless, who went on to be with the Lord. You know, um, her son had got out and tracked me down. And I flew to Lubbock, Texas to see him for the day for a few hours. I had no clue what that meant to them. Mm -hmm. I was just doing what I'm doing. Right. You out? I'm excited for you. Where you at? And I flew to Lubbock. And the next time I know I get to meet the whole family. And then his mom and dad wind up coming in with me every month faithfully 
And I'm right. saying, how does this happen? Now, I'm not telling nobody to get involved in prison ministry so you can meet families and, and go to houses. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just telling you what happened with me. The explosion. And I'm saying, yeah. what? That even to this day, you know, Pops, that's why I call him Pop Williams. You know, he's still in Post, Texas. And, and that's still my dad. And I'm saying, and, 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 and let me just throw this out there. At a time, especially in Texas, where racism is so high. Come on. God broke all of that stuff down. And I'm saying, I got white parents <laughs> in post-Texas. I'm from the Bronx, New York, and we are rolling it into the prison. And I'm not even understanding the fact of the racism that's in prison. Come on. And our our services was mixed blacks, whites, Mexicans, Spanish. Everybody was in there. And you got this brother with these white folks. And we're calling each other mom and pop. And they call me son. And we're over there, three of us hitting them with the word and walking on out the joint. I'm saying this is remarkable. In West Texas, and then you break down the Slayton area and all this stuff. I had no clue where I was at. I right. just know it wasn't a lot of brothers over there. I'm saying I didn't know what these towns, you know, what the population was. But all of that stuff, man, just um, has been I, I've never heard. I'm sure there's out there. I've never heard another prison experience like the one I've had. Mm. I have not heard it, you know, from another. Absolutely interview. not. Because this this. God has called you as a couple to to plant JTC, join the conversation. God called you here, you know, to Dallas, Texas. Um, God called you to do a certain thing that only you can do. And I truly believe that because every individual is created differently. Everyone is created differently. Everyone has a different call. Everyone has a different purpose. Everyone has all of that. And so all of that intertwined. Now you've got your son involved. And I remember doing that interview. I, <laughs> I wish I had the video to show, but it's just the interview was the impact. It was basically the same thing, the same perception you may have had. I can't speak for you, but going in and then saying, Wow. And so the whole perspective changed mm -hmm. for your son at 20 years of age going, you know what? There's something greater than just calling these men inmates. Yeah. There's something greater than just prison because, you know, when I went to the prison ministry, the very first time I went to the big, big house and I'm sitting there going, what do I say to somebody mm. who has been in prison as long as I've been living mm. 40 years in prison? What is what am I going to tell this man that he don't already know? Mm -hmm. They are tired of Bible thumpers. They're tired <laughs> of ministries coming in. So the Lord said, put your Bible down. So mm -hmm. I put the Bible mm -hmm. down and I just got real with them. I grabbed the postcard out of his hand, which, you know, you don't do that. Yeah. Um, and I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh, postcards. Cool. And I threw it back because I had to be bold. I had to like come at them at that level. And so he's kind of looking at me like, OK. <laughs> I kind of like this cat. He's mm -hmm. he's not he's not coming off with a bunch of scripture and all that with scripture. We have to yeah, know. Yeah. However, coming to them real with a real conversation. That, oh, yeah. Jesus is holy and and I'm so holy and yeah. you got to know. It's yeah. like, yo, what are you in here <laughs> yeah. for? And there's those questions, like you said, that you're not supposed to ask. I went against the grain. What you in here bro, yeah. for, bro? Murder. I'm like, mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> OK, cool. And I and, and and so we got into this conversation. At the end of the conversation, I was able to bust caps on his missing teeth, mm -hmm. wow. chopping it up with them, knew about his family. Yeah. And he said it this way. He said, I wish you would have came 
yesterday. I said, why is that? He said, because I don't have any more time. I've got to get back to my pod mm -hmm. because here's what I told him. I, I was like, you know what, man? I said, you have more time to spend with God mm -hmm. than I do. He said, what do you mean? I said, because these walls are not your prison. I said, I live in more of a prison out there because I got to work. I got to pay the bills. I got to I got to function in church a certain way. I've got to look a certain way. I've got to act a certain way. I've got to be in this stigma. I've got to be in this environment. And I'm in a prison out there, even though you may think I'm free. You're freer than me because you got 24 hours in a day. Matter of fact, 23 hours in a day because of the rest of the time you've got to do your chores. You got to do your stuff, but you got 23 hours in a day to have a relationship with God that no one else can ever have. And he said, wow. And that's when he said, I wish I had more time. He said, because you changed my whole perspective. When you put the Bible down and allow the, the Bible from your heart to speak, because they see it, they see it every weekend. And comes another ministry yep. here comes another ministry here comes another ministry here comes another condemner here comes this here's here here comes that but when you come in a regime in a whole new way when you come as yourself mm -hmm. and you say boom shaka this is who i am see right through me look at me this is who i am i got scars and wounds just like you but i'm here to have a conversation and that's where it becomes deep and so now that now that we've heard all of what you're doing now, where and I'm excited because where is JTC? What's the after? Where is JTC going next? Man, listen. Well, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll let my wife start it. Uh, and, and then uh, from the experience that we had uh, back in January, I think well, on our day off, mm -hmm. just a regular day at the park. Fort Worth. So go ahead, babe. Oh my goodness. Yes. We just drove down into the city of Fort Worth, down to a park, and you know, just to relax. Mm -hmm. You know, we're just gonna sit in the car and just um eat and just take yeah. in some me time, you know, with each other. And I'm I'm looking at this this man and he's you know, you know, he's not the he's just a man just walking through the park and I see him and then we we move our car. And all of a sudden, the man comes again in my path. And my first thing is like, what is he doing? Is he watching us? Is he following us? You know, I always have my eyes open. And, and, and then I see him, you know, he's looking around and then he looks in the trash can. And I'm like, and what is he doing? And I'm just sitting there eating my food, you know. And then he pulls food out of the trash can and puts it right into his mouth. Mm. And I froze. I'm like, oh my goodness, what is he? And I lost my appetite. I was done. Wow. And I just, and I mean, it was the last gulp of food. It hurt to go down. And I'm like, you know, I just instantly wanted to give him my food. I'm like, why is he? I mean, I, I you hear of the homeless. Mm -hmm. You hear of people without need. But to actually see it in your face. Mm -hmm. You don't know how it's going to affect you. Mm. You do not know. I lost my appetite and there was my husband, what I did not know, he was also watching it. And our car was silent. There was nothing to say. What can you say? Mm. Um, you don't want to embarrass him by saying, yo, put that food down. That's, you know, you don't want to say that. Right, right. And it's like, um, and you don't want to go over there empty handed. It's like, uh, what are we going to do? 
and it just was quiet in the car. And I said, babe, are we going to go get him some food? It's like, we cannot just say, wow, and then go back to eating, go back to talking, get in our car and drive away. What? Right. Are right. you kidding me? He was like, baby, you took the words right out of my mouth. He was already thinking, I'm thinking money, money, this isn't the time for money. Here's a couple of bucks. Go get you. It's like, no. Feed him. Yeah. No, yeah. let's go. And we went back and just, and I'm thinking, what if he's not going to be here when we get back? Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know what? At this point, the word, the spirit was just saying, go. Right. Just go, go. And we went and it was, you know, that's how it, it, it just, it just opened up a whole nother world for us. Wow. Yeah. So we went, we went to the Wendy's, we got multiple meals and then um, we went back. And he was there at another trash can. Mm -hmm. um, and, and he was, I mean, he was getting, that was the, that was the tough part about it. Um, he was getting down. I mean, he was eating, bro. He was eating. He was getting He's down. Hungry. And so when I walked over to him with the food, <clears throat> he was like, oh man, thank you. Thank you. Gave him a double meal and a big juice. And I remember handing him the cup. It was a big cup. And I was like, okay, don't drop it. And he was, he was, he gave me this look like, trust you, me. I'm not going to drop this, you know, because I didn't want it was to like fall. nitroglycerin I, to him. I got this. And so um, we went then from there with the other food we had. And we went to downtown Fort Worth and mm -hmm. we just found some people. One guy was on the corner. I said, hey, man, you hungry? Yeah. Gave him the food. My wife chased this lady down the street. A block. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, I remember yes. that story. Uh, <laughs> she had a shopper cart. No, go ahead. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So we're like, we're going to if we see somebody, let's get out and. And and give it to him. And so it was more men that we were seeing. And so I my focus, I'm a woman, I'm right. focusing on a woman. I'm like, okay, I think I, I think I see someone. So I'll go. He said, Okay, I'm dropping you off. You go give it to her, and I'm gonna wrap the block around. And by then, <laughs> by then you should be finished. <laughs> this woman, I did not know. Uh she was moving. She's a track so star. She <laughs> she was a track star. I'm getting on out like my last day to go so you know i'm gonna get and hand her i had to catch up to her you thought jtc was on the move oh, my was i was walking and then all of a sudden i'm like walking isn't working she's getting further and further away from me so now i find myself running wow and then we get to the crosswalk and the the hand turned red she, i mean green she walks across and turns red on me i gotta wait now she's just when i caught up to her she's, she's moving again and then here comes my husband I come down around the, the street block, thinking i'm ready finished. to get in she's like I, I like you didn't catch her yet that oh my god i still street. have the food and so i'm running now i'm wow. running to catch this lady and it was kind of funny but i'm thinking this is a this is amazing and, and then when i got up to her i was so out of breath you know i didn't <laughs> want to scare her right like, excuse me ma'am are you hungry? You know, I'm exhausted. Because I'm hungry. <laughs> wow. And she's probably looking at me like, what's wrong with you? Yeah, I know what's wrong with you. And so yeah. but she was sweet. And, you wow. know, and, and so, you know, I've got to, uh, you know, I blessed her. But it was just, you know, and, you know, it's, it's like, I'm not letting this opportunity pass me by. Mm -hmm. You know, I have a, I'm on a mission and I have to complete this mission. And if I have to run a mile. Mm -hmm. I'm going to complete this mission. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So that came to where you asked where we're headed now. I've seen the homeless. We've done the homeless with you uh, down in Christmas. Um, and so uh, I know seeing the homeless over the years, it, it always aggravates me at the light. Um, 
you know, when you're out serving, you know, just, you know, giving money and all that, like, listen, ah, you know, it's got to be a better way. So um, I what when I talk with her, I say, you know what, um, this is our next move for JTC. So, like I said, it wasn't that it the guy that we saw in the park was the straw that broke the camel's back. Right. Because we've all seen homeless at lights and sometimes we'll stop giving money. Sometimes we'll give if we got something and keep it going. That day, that was it. Yeah. And so now uh, we're, we're launching the Street Kings Initiative mm. because there's kings and queens it. out there that we're going to start meeting these needs. And, you know, there's a lot of organizations uh, and agencies that are meeting the needs of homeless. But um, at the same time, I think the Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex uh, from a pastor that I was talking with has at least seven to eight thousand. Mm. homeless so wow. there's always people in the crack so our our vision and is to begin to get out there and do drop-offs uh once every other week start scouting locations which i've already done <laughs> excuse me and then start doing drop-offs um sandwiches or whatever you know mm -hmm. as we get rolling yeah. um i like, think yeah i like to think of it as love disguised through a simple sandwich yeah. you know mm. showing yeah. love yeah. Wow. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so sandwich, you know, and so we got other ideas, socks and stuff like that and things that they need because they're on their feet a lot, you know, and one of their most valuable assets is their feet, you know what I'm saying? Because they're always walking and always moving. And so God has fast tracked it where we um, uh, went out last Tuesday. Mm. And unfortunately, we don't have the videos uh, ready, but maybe we'll post it um, after and right. then it'll be on the page. <clears throat> but uh, we went out to Dallas and uh I got to give um, props to um, Pastor Dennis Webb from uh, uh, Bear Creek Community Church in Irving. Um, I, we, me and my son went out with them last Tuesday and, bruh, they do homeless ministry mm -hmm. for real. We was under bridges. We th there was homeless in places I would have I, I've I've rolled right past for years would have never even thought some of it was in plain sight tents and stuff set mm -hmm. up but when you're on the highway and you're moving you know you're not looking for that so now i'm seeing all of this stuff and so it was um it was it it, it was and, and it's been cold in texas and so it was just unfortunate it was so cold because some of the people wouldn't even come out their tents and stuff because it was so cold out but we was able to bless um right a lot of people on that day so that's where we're headed now. Once uh, every other week, we're going to start out, but we're also going to be going uh, with um, Bear Creek Church again. Um, but what I'm seeing is the once every other week, and it's going to turn into every week. And then I'm looking at three to four days <coughs> a week eventually. And then, because JTC is on the move, uh, we're going to do once a month in another city or state. So it mm. might be like, okay, we're in February right now. Okay, March, we're going down to San Antonio. Wow. And we're going to roll up there for the weekend, and we're going to hit them. By the time they figure out what happened, we're going to be gone. We'll do a Houston. We'll do an Oklahoma. Because I said, you know, they need so much. They need so much love, just like the prison. They need love. They need encouragement. And so that's another way to break the conversation where we can get to know some of these people right. different states might be a little bit tough so that's where we're headed um with this uh 2021 and it's a great time to do it 
uh, especially with um, there's a lot more homeless now because of COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people have yeah. lost their job. So right. it's it's bigger than just the people on the street. We want to start as we've been doing um, over the years, um, filling in these gaps. And I have something else to say on that, but I'll finish with the question because I'm gonna end with what else I got to say. So I, I, I'm I'm hold that for the end until and I make sure we, we all clear. Then I'll say what I'm gonna say last. Keep rolling. Yeah. All right. Well, for those who are watching. Um, people know JTC, some of, um, your viewers are just getting to meet us, but, um, JTC, we're celebrating 12 years next month. Amen. This month. Over the, yeah, this month. I'm sorry. Next week. Next week. <laughs> the 17th. <laughs> and so, um, what I, what I have realized, like the prison, um, um, we're different. Um, we've been outreach driven the whole time. It was never about building a whole bunch of members of the organization, but making sure that those who are involved that we go out there and that we touch lives. So with this new endeavor, what, let me, I'll give the the backdrop. Let me back it up a little bit. One of the things that's going to work well with this initiative is that guys who are coming out of prison that come to the area, we can get them involved in giving back to the community. Mm. Before COVID hit, it was hard to get guys from prison into the schools, depending on what their charge was. Right. They wouldn't pass a background right, absolutely. check. So this is going to allow us to continue that conversation with them who were in prison um, when they come out, that they'll have something to do with JTC as far as giving back to the community. So we can continue to build a relationship and they can be out there serving and helping. The other avenue, what we want to pull in is that once it opens back up and we can begin to mentor in the schools again, that we'll have high school students out there giving out food and that with the homeless. And what I envision, can you imagine a guy who did 20 years working next to a kid who's 18, getting ready to graduate, what kind of conversation mm-hmm. could take place between them two? You know, to it's, this guy who did the 20 years got a whole lot to say. So I'm we're, we're creating the buzz in the conversation with this. And I think it's going to be a great avenue to get all of these different parties involved so that, you know, um, gifts and talents can be maximized. So with that being said, we, we're, we're going to be, we're getting ready to do the Street Kings Initiative um, campaign drive. And this is what we're going to be after. And for those who are listening and, and that want to support um, or know businesses, you know, because uh, we don't know all the people, but we know that the resources are out there, but we're into doing the work. Right. But we understand that we're going to need to do it on a larger scale. So we're looking to get a vehicle. We're looking to hire staff. So where we're at right now, I'm saying we're looking for a thousand people to donate twelve dollars a month. That's our goal. A thousand people, twelve dollars a month. Now, do the math. Twelve dollars a month is like 40 cent a day. Mm -hmm. Forty cent a day. That's going to help JTC to touch more lives and bring the three components, which is the homeless now and the high school students and the prison and bring it all together where we can begin to hire these ex-felons. That's a lot of that's a lot of issue. A lot of times, depending on their charge, they can't get a job. Well, if they can't get a job, what's going to happen? They're either going to go back to what they was doing, you know, and wind up back in prison 
not because they want to, they just don't have no options. We want to be that bridge to say, no, 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 we can hire you. Listen, we got you. Don't worry about it. For the high school students who are working two jobs sometimes because it's a single parent household and they're helping out their mom, we want to be able to hire some of these students and be like, okay, you know what? Listen, um, don't worry about McDonald's. Uh, we got you. You know, and then when it comes to those days when they have a test, listen, don't even worry about working today, Avanti, and don't worry about it. just do your homework. We're going to pay you anyway. Mm -hmm. This is some of the vision that we see coming to pass. And with this campaign of a thousand people, that's the first mark, a thousand people at $12 a month. Um, if somebody wants to donate one time, bless God, we'll receive whatever the amount that God puts on somebody's house. But what we're looking at the latest foundation of $12 a month consistently, and I'll guarantee you, we can show you uh, where your money is going and the impact that's going to be taking place in multiple lives in different areas from the school to the prison. I'm already excited to see guys in prison get out and do well. What happens when the homeless guy is, is, has his own place? You yeah. know, we want to be that resource, man. So that's Absolutely. What we're after. That's what we're after. Man, this is all so good. And I know first and foremost what it is to do those types of outreaches. And I'm not doing, I'm not saying this to take anything away from mm -hmm. JTC. What I, what, I, what I am saying is this, to encourage those out there. Number one, so 12 bucks a month, a thousand people, come on, $12 step away from two starbucks a month <laughs> step away from two starbucks step away from the xbox that's a month that's a month yeah it's just Could you know about 40 cents. i mean really break it down you're you're only getting rid of half a starbucks per week yeah yeah buy a smaller yeah. one yeah yeah oh uh, for the month buy a shot for right the month. so Here's here's truth. I have been in those places where set free was going and we were going consistently. We did it for a whole year straight, hitting mm -hmm. Fort Worth, hitting Dallas, hitting all of that. You can go to my website, proofs in, in yeah. the pudding, stepping over needles and, yeah. and all of that. Yeah. So so yeah. truth is this is that when you pray for somebody and then you come back the next week and they're like set free. I'm like, mm -hmm. hey, what's going on? Mm -hmm. man? Remember that prayer mm -hmm. last week? Mm -hmm. I got the job. Mm -hmm. And then you go back a few weeks later set free. I got a car. Now I got somewhere to really live and I'm working on getting an apartment. That's what sewing into the community does. And that's where this, that's where JTC is headed. Amen. And so listen, I trust these folks. I trust these folks and y'all that are watching, trust me. Okay. So there's a whole lot of trust here. What I'm hearing is they are bringing unity in the community. They're bringing unity in the community. And what is community? Come on, April. You know what I'm about. Community. Common unity. We're all common folk. Black, brown, white, yellow, blue, whatever that may, may, may look like. We are a community of believers. Get out of the stigma of religion. Get out of the stigma of denomination. Yeah. Do you believe in Jesus? Yes. Yeah. Did he die and rose again? Yes. Was he born of a virgin? Yes. Is he sitting at the right hand? Yes. Does he live inside of me? Yes. Yeah. Cool. Let's go Let's rock go. some ministry. Let's go. Right? Let's go. Let's this go. is where we have to understand, like E says all the time, we make it too complicated. complicated. It's, not complicated. it's not that serious. Get out there. Do what you do, mm -hmm. because this is where God is going to perform his works. And to someone's point yesterday, well, God doesn't need us. Yes, he does. He does. Yes, he does need us. This is why he created <laughs> yes. us. He needs you. 
right there in that in that camera. He needs you to be able to say, you know what, I I could do twelve dollars a month. Commit to a year. Mm -hmm. Honestly, that's what one hundred and fifty bucks. Mm -hmm. Give him one time payment. Hey, this is what I got. I'll sponsor you for a whole year. Share it out with someone else. Share it out with someone else. All my podcasters out there, share it out, right? Say, hey, I just I just saw this awesome video, JTC. Y'all want to go to their website, go support. Listen, what you do for others, God is going to do for you, Yeah. right? Yeah. So as we're doing this thing called life, as we're just, just walking through this whole thing, you've inspired me, bro, because I'm like, all right, God, what am I here in Greeley, Colorado for? Why am I here? What's the new thing? What's the fresh thing? What's this? What's that? I've had people. So when are you going to build your church? I'm not. God called me to build people. That's what I do. So how do I build people in this community? It's got to get off of just this uh, uh, technology, but really getting out there. But, you know, negative two degrees. I don't know. I'm like, Ooh, it's a little bit hot out there for me. But. We are praying and we're believing and we're taking action. So listen, guys, connect with JTC, Eric Wilson, Sherry Wilson. Go to their 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 Facebook page. Uh, go to their website. Mm -hmm. Check them out. So E, Lady J, let us know where we can find y'all, mm -hmm. links, all of that. Yeah. And connect, connect with these people. I'm telling you, they, they, yeah. they're a family. Yeah. They're family to us. We all eat the same stuff. We love seafood. We love burritos. We family. So I'm half black and they have Mexican. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so yeah. let us know where we can yeah. find y'all. And then if if y'all can do us a huge favor and uh, pray us out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, where they can find us, you know, Eric Wilson, E-R-I-C-K, Wilson, W-I-S-O-N. Uh, on Facebook, you got Lady J, L-A-D-Y-J. Um, we got our um, JTC Exchange page of uh, the JTC Exchange, which is JTC, the letter X, change, C-H-A-N-G-E, Incorporated page. Um, we got the Twitter page, um, uh, INC at JTC. Um, we're on Instagram, Eric Wilson. Um, and our website is www.jtconthemove.org. There's a bunch of information there. You can message me if you want any other information, but... Um, uh, we're stepping out in faith again. We're going to the next level. And I know that this is going to happen because lives are going to be changed, you know, in a phenomenal way. So we just thank you, Big P, uh, Pastor Paul, Coach's Corner, Coach Paul. He got 5,000 <laughs> names for just having us that we can share um, with the people Come on. of what's coming up for JTC. And that's where I got the 12 from. It's our 12th year anniversary. And I guarantee, I'll guarantee anybody who supports at the if somebody does commit for a year, you know, um, I guarantee you the impact that you'll see that's being made, you'll keep it going. I guarantee you. Or if you decide to stop, it'll be one of the best hundred fifty dollars you ever spent in your life. And I put Amen. my word on that. I put my word. So Amen. if you got anything and you could pray us out. Um, I'm just excited about where we're going, where we're headed. And I'm just excited to see to watch God move. Amen. See how he's going to move. And yeah. so with that said, um, we bow our heads and just mm. give God thanks for this moment, mm. for this ministry. Lord God, we just thank you for bringing um, your servants together, Lord God. You said that where two or three are gathered in your name, that you will be in the midst. And Lord God, thank you for sitting down in the midst of this conversation. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for Set Free. You thank you for Coach's Corner. We thank you for JTC Exchange, Heavenly Father. And for all the ministries out there, Heavenly Father, who are doing the work out in the fields, Lord God, going beyond 
the walls, Heavenly Father, to just spread the love and the, and the word that you have placed on the inside of us. We just thank you and we bless your name, Heavenly Father. And we pray, Lord God, that you will continue to be out in the front of us, Heavenly Father, um, allowing us to just serve you, uh, serve the people, Lord God, as we serve you, Heavenly Father, and that you would just let us be a beckoning light to just shine across the world, Heavenly Father. Um, we know, Lord God, that it is nothing that we are doing, but that it is, it is all because of you. We love you and we trust you. We give you all praise, honor, and glory. But this is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I thank Amen. you so much. And I thank everyone who is joining in. And so um, I'm going to let them close us out with their uh, with their most famous uh, uh, hashtag. So yeah. from the prison to the high school, to the homeless, to even in the church house, we always say, if you're going to have a conversation, make, make it a, a good, good one. one. We out. <laughs> Love y'all. We'll see y'all on the next one next Saturday morning. All right. Peace.